Get ready for an eargasm as you listen to unsolicited advice from that chick you know, and that chick you know would be me, India L. Trotter. Sit back, relax, and get ready for a full dose of real talk. Enjoy the podcast, and note, this podcast is for mature audiences only. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> Sound kind of country. Hello, everybody. Anywho, um, hi. <laughs> this is Unsolicited Advice from That Chick You Know, the podcast. And I am that chick you know, India L. Trotter. And as usual, you know, I like to have a little quick banter before I jump right into my topic, Um, but I'm just like so depleted today. Do I sound depleted? I don't know. I went to the casino last night to do a little gambling, and um, it didn't go so well. Now, normally, you know, you hear the stories about how well it goes, but for me yesterday, they stuck me for my paper. Like, they like stuck me for my paper. I feel like I was raped. Like, I really feel violated. So, shout out to Sugar House Casino because, you know, they took my little money and sent me on my merry way. And so today, I'm just like in this depressive funk because I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do until next payday? <laughs> I'm going to be alright, but understand that they got me. They got me good. So I'm a little depleted, but I'm I'm getting my mind right for this podcast so that, you know, I can entertain the masses. And so, you know, maybe I needed to take my mind off of things, to take my mind off my money. Because <laughs> right now I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Shout out to Snoop. So, um, uh... Let's get started, shall we? (laughs) So let's start off with, I am not the most religious person, but I'm very spiritual, right? So albeit I have a potty mouth and may say some things that are off kilter, I have a relationship with my God. Who may be your God or may not be, I don't know, it all depends upon what you believe, but I believe in one, I believe in the supreme deity, and I also believe that I have favor, because in order to have favor, you have to claim favor, and there's just so many things that happen in my life that show me on a consistent basis that um, God has, he's looking out for me, he has my best interest at heart, and so albeit I do some shit and say some shit that may not necessarily fall in line with what a quote-unquote good Christian um, would be defined as, understand my heart's in the right place, and I know that because I would never deny the fact that my God is, um, he lives, I just know that he looks out for me. Because I big him up whenever I can, both him and little baby Jesus. 
And I also believe the guy has a sense of humor. Like, I don't believe that he's so stuffy that he's like, oh, you can't say that. You can't do this. Nah, he not like that. He just like, you know, as a matter of fact, sometimes I think I might be even his joke of the day. And that's a whole nother situation. Because I'm like, did you do that so that you could laugh at my dumb ass? But anyway, I digress. So I said all that to say that because I am who I am and I get involved in some of the things that I get involved with, sometimes gotta check myself I'm like shit what would Jesus do because I'm about to cuss this motherfucker out or I'm about to do this I'm about to go left when shit should go right like all these things happen and I find myself like is that the right thing to do India like is that what your God would want you to do you know, and as you get older, you don't want to be as rah-rah as you were in your 20s. Because in my 20s, we could get a crunk. We could get a popping. Like, I was all for a fair one. But nowadays, nobody, you know, gives you a fair one. You got to have a gun. And, you know, I ain't about that gun life. I ain't about that gun clapping life. Yo, that ain't me. But, you know, I still give you a fair one. But nonetheless, I as I get older, I got to, you know, I had to calm my ass down. Like, what would Jesus do? Jesus, he want me to be calm. He want me to calm my little ass down. So I calmed down. So I came up with a couple scenarios that have happened recently in my life or in some other folks' lives. And it has made me, you know, say, well, maybe people need to start checking themselves. Now, you may not necessarily say, what would Jesus do? Because you might be, you might not believe, um, in Jesus like I do. I believe in little baby Jesus. But if you don't, then ask yourself what would be the right thing to do. You don't have to necessarily say what would Jesus do, but what would be the right thing to do in this particular scenario. So without further ado, I want to jump right into today's topic. And again, today's topic is what would Jesus do? Like, when motherfuckers start acting stupid, before you start acting stupid with them, what? Would my man, little baby Jesus, do? So let me tell you all what happened to me the other day. Now, for, for those of you who don't know, at one of my jobs, I work at night. So I don't get in until 2, 3, 4, 5, sometimes 6 o'clock in the morning, depending upon what I'm scheduled. You know what I mean? So um, I came home. And I live in a little row home in Philly, nothing extravagant, don't have a driveway, but what we do have is in the back, you know, I have a garage, and I have my own little, I call it a cove that I park in front of, because I can affix my car in such a way in this little cove that my door opens up to the car, and then I walk straight to the door of my, the back door of my home, and I walk in. And the only way that somebody could get to me would be if they jumped over the car and maybe I'm not painting a good depiction of what that looks like but this is how I I park and I park like that for safety reasons because again it's three four five six o'clock in the morning that I'm coming in it's dark and I actually also have one of those you know those motion lights so that when I pull up the light pops on so anywho gave you a little background information I get off from work the other day around three ish um, I roll up to the back of my home, and my neighbor, who is typically normally parked behind my garage because, you know, his truck spills over behind my garage, which is no problem, no problem at all, because I don't park in my garage, because that's a whole other story, but I just don't park in my garage. So, I don't park in my garage, so it's okay for him to park there, but he was parked in my little cove, you know what I mean? 
And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, you know, I wanted to believe that I was seeing things. Like, maybe I got the wrong house. Because, again, I live in a row. I'm in the back of the house. It's dark. I'm tired. So maybe I'm not at the right spot. So I look again. I'm like, no, this is my shit. And he's parked in my cove. And so I checked to see what was in his space. Because what would make you park in my space Unless somebody was parked in your space. So, like, he had company or whatever. So, someone's parked in his space. He's parked in mine. But that's no bueno. Like, I'm pissed. I've been at work all freaking night. And I come home. Of course, there's no spaces on the street. Because, again, I live in a row home in Philly on a one-way street. So, all the spots in front of the houses get filled up. But, you know, the spot behind your house... That's prime spot, plus it's your property. So who would park in front of somebody's cove on their property? So I'm pissed, and I'm praying to God, like, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Because at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm ready to ring this motherfucker's doorbell. Like, did you park in front of my shit? How am I supposed to get into the house, and why do I have to go look for a parking space, right? Right. So, anywho, I like my neighbors, though. They're cool. Cool people. Young couple. They got kids. I'm thinking, what would Jesus do? Because I'm thinking I need to ring the fucking doorbell because I don't have a place to park. But I calm my little ass down because I'm like, I want good neighbor relations. I don't want anything um, to manifest into a situation that it doesn't need to be. And over a parking space. Because a lot of times, we get into these situations with Friends, family, neighbors, people we live around because we take something very small and we make it very big. So again, I kept checking myself. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Well, as you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm going to love my neighbor, but I'm not going to love the fact that he's in my parking spot. So what I did was... I decided that I would find a spot on the street, which I did. I would walk my ass to my house very fastly because, again, I'm not in a bad neighborhood, but I'm not in the best neighborhood. But, you know, I made my way to my house rather quickly, rapidly, and then I wrote a note. And in this note that I wrote my neighbor, I'm like, hi, neighbor, you know, and I go on to explain, you know, it's okay for you to park in front of my garage, but it's not okay for you to park in my spot. And this is why. And I explained it. But I explained it with love and compassion in my heart. Albeit, I was pissed oh, as shit. No. However, again, I like my neighbor. So, I said, let me do the right thing to keep the peace. Let me deal with this scenario or situation as if I was the one who was the culprit and someone was dealing with me. No malice. No malintent. As a matter of fact, let me think about why he might have parked in my spot. Maybe he was rushing home. Maybe he was, I mean, I see he had company. Maybe he had company and he thought that the company was going to be gone and he was going to move his car. Like, maybe they fell asleep. I don't know. I don't know what happened. However, I had to check myself because my first instinct was to fly off the handle. But you can't fly off the handle. You have to stop and check yourself. And again, over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again I kept saying to myself what would Jesus do now you know I ain't the most spiritual person but damn it to hell I believe in a supreme deity 
And I believe in keeping the peace. And Jesus would have wanted me to keep the peace. So I kept the peace. What would you have done? Hopefully you would have kept the peace too. But just remember, Jesus said, love thy neighbor. So I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to love him when he's not in my parking spot. Which I'm sure he won't park in my parking spot anymore. Because since he got that note, he has not parked in my spot. He's been, he, as a matter of fact, he hasn't, hasn't even parked in front of my garage. Huh. So if you think back to the beginning of this podcast when I was talking about how I was in this little funk, I was in the funk because I lost all my money at the casino, right? So when you lose all of your money, you start thinking about all the mofos that owe you money. You're like, this motherfucker owes me money, you know? So you start thinking about where you can get your little cash flow, your little revenue back up. And it's interesting because I don't lend any money anymore because... One of my principles is if you can't afford to pay your bills, you can't afford to pay me. But there was a day and time when I wasn't as tight with my lending principles, if you will, as I am now. So I have folks that have borrowed money from me um, one year, two year, five year, 10 years, even multiple years, more than 10 years ago, who have never paid me back but then you see these motherfuckers on Facebook and you're like did you just buy something new? Do you got all the new clothes? Did you buy a new whip? Did you, you got a new house? Like you just got married? Like what the hell? And then you're looking like but this motherfucker don't have my money and especially when you again just lost your money <laughs> at the casino doing some stupid shit but that's neither here nor there because at the end of the day if you lent money with the intentions or with someone had the intentions of paying you back and they never paid you back, that'll make you say some shit to somebody out of pocket. So I'm sitting back, um, scrolling through Facebook, looking at some stuff and looking at some people that owe me some money. And I'm like, what Jesus do? What I, should I reach out to these motherfuckers? Like it's been a couple years or it's been X, Y, Z amount of time. And I don't want to look like petty Betty, but sometimes, you know, you gotta be petty. But do I really want to be petty? And does Jesus want me to be petty? I don't know. And then there's something about me that's like, I don't feel like I should have to come to you to remind you that you owe me for some shit that you asked for that out of the kindness and goodness of my heart, I gave you. Right? Not gave. Let's let's correct that word. Lent. Lent. Lent you. So, I said to myself, self, what would Jesus do? Let me look up some Bible principle to find out, you know, what, what it says about people who owe you money. And I found a verse. Now, it's not one that Jesus said, but I did find a verse. Because, you know, again, not the most religious person, but I know how to look up a verse in the Bible. Or I at least know how to go online. I went to Bible.com, and Bible.com is kind of like cool. So, you know, I always go to Wikipedia and... This time, I couldn't go to Wikipedia because I was talking about, the, you know, God's word. So, I went to Bible.com because where else would I go, right? So, anyway, people who owe you money. Psalms 37, verse 21. This is for you people who, especially if you owe me money. It says, evil men, evil men borrow, but do not repay their debt. But the godly, that would be me, I have favor, but the godly show compassion and are generous. So my generosity 
And my compassion for your situation, whatever your situation may have been at that particular time, makes me godly, which gives me favor. And I'm not even going to entertain the fact that you owe me money because your ass is evil. And until you give me my money, you will continue to be evil. And I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Maybe one day you'll do the right thing and you'll be godly like me and have favor. But until then, albeit it may look like your life is filled with favor, there's some shit that's going on that maybe we don't see on Facebook behind closed doors or maybe it's coming. But I'm not even going to relish in it. I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. And I'm going to continue to look for the favor on my life that I know that God is going to give me and has been giving me and will continue to give me and I also know that you won't be able to come back and ask me for money ever again, which you probably won't. But even if you did, the answer would be no. <laughs> so what would Jesus do? I think Jesus would just chalk it up as a loss and be like, okay, well, I don't have to fuck with you for X, Y, Z amount of dollars. You can carry on your merry way. Like he knew how to separate himself from the fools and the evil, evildoers. You're an evildoer and I'm going to separate myself from you. Just like Jesus would separate himself from you. I ain't got time for that. In the word of the infamous Sweet Brown. <laughs> I be cracking myself up over here. So, at one of my jobs, I had put in for a promotion. You know, because I felt like I deserved a promotion. And they were, you know, promoting um, within, which they do from time to time. And so, um, because it's like a non-traditional job, um, the way the promotions work there is a little bit more, um, I don't know, I don't want to say different, but there's like no interview process. It's more of a, you know, everybody says that they want to be promoted and then the powers that be kind of pick and choose who they think they want to promote. And it's just as simple as that. You fill out a little form and say, I want to be promoted. This is why I want to be promoted. And either they pick you or they don't pick you. Now, I personally thought that I would be picked because... You know, I have longevity, I have the smarts, I have the wherewithal, I have great customer service, I get, um, you know, stellar reviews, you know, I have been recognized monetarily. Like, there's just so many different things that have happened that, for me, said, you are a shoe-in candidate for this position. But there were so many people who put in for it, like, that everybody couldn't get it. So... Long story short, I didn't get the position. I didn't get the promotion. I was a little disappointed, but not really, because I'm like, you know, sometimes everything isn't for everybody. But I was sitting around, and I was listening to some people um, complain about the fact that uh, people who they thought were lesser candidates than them didn't get promoted. And you know how someone's having a conversation around you and you try not to join in, you're trying not to chime in because they're not talking to you, but you feel yourself drawn to the conversation like you have to chime in and say something. So I had to chime in and say something because the person who was complaining about not getting the position, albeit that they probably deserved it just as, as, as much as I did, they were, they were sounding like a whiny baby. And I'm like, stop it. So you didn't get the position. It's okay. So they were like, oh, yeah. I said, well, listen, I put in for it, too. I didn't get it. So then he tried to hit me with the, and it was a he. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We men and women think differently. But anyway, he was like, 
well, I have perfect attendance for the past three, three something years. And I'm like, well, I've been here five and a half years. I have perfect attendance. I don't have any, I don't have any demerits on my attendance. So then he was like, oh, well, I get um, perfect shops. Okay, well, I get perfect shops too. So what are you saying? So then he, everything that he was going, all the lists he was going down, I was shooting them down like, no, motherfucker, I got, I'm just as qualified, if not more so qualified than you for the position. But if I'm not sitting back and complaining, why are you sitting back and complaining about the fact that you didn't get the job? Over, like, hundreds of people applied for these promotions, but they can only give them to about 20. So what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? They can't give it to everybody. So nonetheless, I started to think, you know, not necessarily what would Jesus do, but I had to kind of go spiritual on this dude and let him know that your plan for yourself is not necessarily what God's plan is for you. And a lot of times you have to, I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of times you have to understand that God or little baby Jesus, whoever you want to talk about, sometimes will protect you from a situation that you think is good for you, but is not good for you. So I went on to try to have this conversation with this person. And of course, he kind of got it, but he didn't get it. So let me break it down. And I'm going to break it down like real, not Jesus-like, because I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but I'm going to use reference to Jesus in my breakdown. Because when things appear to be unjust, not right, in turmoil, or they don't appear to be your version of what success looks like or what um, favor looks like, do not doubt him. My man, little baby Jesus, said in a verse you of little faith, or ye of little faith, why did you doubt? That's in Matthews fourteen thirty one. Don't ever doubt him. Don't ever doubt an outcome in your life. Because everything that happens in your life happens for a reason, and it's a planned destiny for your life. You may think that you want a promotion, but with that promotion may come a situation that could cost you to lose your job. You may think that you want something that God is like, no, no, that's not for you because I have something better. Don't sit around and mope and complain or talk about why me or why not me when stuff doesn't go your way. Just simply dust off your shoulders, dust your shoulders off and keep it moving because what you have to say to yourself is that was not in my plan God has something better. Now, I'm not sure who needed to hear that or who needed to understand that, but let's keep it, keep things in perspective. Was I disappointed that I didn't get promoted? Uh, maybe for a day. I want to even say maybe for two days. But when I put things in perspective and I looked at the situation as a whole, I said, you know, God, I know that you have something better in store for me. Maybe it's not my time. Maybe this is not my place. But when you give it to me, I know it's going to be good. And so when we talk about what would Jesus do, Jesus is doing it. Don't doubt him.
We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Get your copy today of the hottest new book out there, Real Talk, a collection of unsolicited advice from a blogger chick. And that blogger chick is that chick you know, India L. Trotter. Real Talk is available on iTunes, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and www.therealindialtrotter.com. So here's a big one. What do you do when you have mofos who are talking shit on you, to you, about you? What do you do? Like, for me, I feel like because I am put myself out there and I'm so transparent that a lot of times people feel comfortable in having something to say. But they're not comfortable with me having something to say the fuck back. Like, you're not ready for that. And you think you are, but you have met your match, and sometimes you're not even prepared to be on the same level I am when it comes to argument's sake. So, you talking shit on me, but you ready for me to talk shit on you? I don't think so. But then I have to check myself. I'm like, do I stoop to that level? Do I put myself in a position where I then look like Whomever it is that has so much to say, do I necessarily want to be that same type of person or categorize as that same type of person? And so then, again, therein lies the question, what would Jesus do? Because Jesus had people talk about him all the time. They were talking about him. They were biting his back out. They they didn't have anything good to say about the do-gooder. You know, he was a goody-goody. So people had stuff to say. I mean, after all, they did persecute the man, right? But then you... You turn around and you say, what do you do, little baby Jesus? What do you do when you have folks that have so much to say? So, biblically, again, going to Bible.com, there's um, a verse where Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Which means when people have something to say about you and they're biting your back out and all kinds of other shit, just know that because of Jesus, you are blessed. And they, whoever the they is, is probably talking about you because of the favor that you have on your life. Just keep that in mind. Don't join in. Don't entertain. Just ignore all the noise and keep it moving. Like Jesus would do. Listen, we're not all goody-goodies. We all aren't walking on water. And we all aren't turning water into wine. And we're not, we're not performing miracles over here. But we do have enough control over our own personal lives that we don't necessarily have to fall into the trap of the evildoers. <laughs> I like that, the evildoers. We don't have to fall into that trap. We can be Jesus-like in some instances. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, before a situation pops off, or before you react to something, or before you do something that is not conducive to your own personal moral litmus or compass, just stop 
don't react right away, and ask yourself, what would Jesus do? I love me some little baby Jesus. <laughs> what would he do? Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Advice from That Chick You Know. And if you'd like to hear more from me, That Chick You Know, please follow me on Instagram or Twitter at IndyTrot, I-N-D-Y-T-R-O-T, or like me on Facebook, India L. Trotter.